a moment or two to the angry young man With his foot in his mouth and his heart in his hand He's been stabbing the back, he's been misunderstood It's a comfort to know his intentions are good And he sits in a room with a lock on the door With his maps and his medals laid out on the floor And he likes to be known as the angry young Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 59th broadcast of Not All Bad, where every cloud is a silver lining, but that doesn't mean you can't complain about it. Brought to you by The Home Depot. More saving, more doing. That's the power of The Home Depot. I'm Zach Andrews, and I'll be joining you on this broadcast today. This is Paul Messman. I'm your color commentator. As always, we're joined by Paul in the studio. Uh, We had an exciting game come at us last night. I hope everyone enjoyed the big game, LV. Um, Uh... I the outcome of that game was really um, a bit surprising for me. Going two powerhouse offenses, I didn't expect so many deaths on the field. I'll be honest. Yeah, I thought it was a really interesting move how they also were um, coming out and doing a rapid COVID test at the end of each uh, play, uh, just to to see who could stay on the field. It was a really well, you wild can't put time. a price on safety. Yeah, that's what I always say. And I and I um, thought um, it was very patriotic in these times of. Um, um, Frankly, um, tumultuous political uh, affairs going on in the United States. Um, I thought it was very um, impassioned uh, to see uh, the two quarterbacks uh, meet in the middle of the field for the coin toss and uh, forcibly perform a duet of the national anthem prior to the start of the football game. Uh, I found that to be um, a great move by the National Football League. That that really, you could just feel the unification, uh, and and we. Tom Brady's always been known as quite the scenery. It was good. It was good to see him perform for us like that. I really appreciated it. Speaking of musical performances, Boz Skaggs I felt was an odd choice for the halftime show, but uh, his performance of Lido Shuffle was um, again no other word to describe it beyond electric. Um, it really got the crowd moving, um, and uh, I uh, have heard from uh, TMZ recently that we can thank um, Boz Skaggs. Uh, completely dominating performance of his hit single Lido Shuffle to be cause of at least five deaths in the audience. Goodness, that is terrifying. As we said, it was a lethal performance uh, during the Super Bowl yesterday, Super Bowl 2021, but um, it was a brilliant performance nonetheless, Mm. and uh, I felt personally honored to just be able to witness and, and comment on it at the time. Yeah, I I was really glad we could be there. We were uh, thankfully safe in our own booth, uh, separate from the the just frequent deaths happening on and off the field, there it was, it was kind of a blood bath, frankly. It was it was absolutely brutal. Um, but congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs for their ultimate victory. Um, the final score, of course, sixty six to fifty thousand. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs just really blew the game out of the water. Um, they caught the golden snitch at the end, and uh, we, have, we haven't seen that since, uh, I believe, the Packers versus Cowboys Ice Bowl in the 60s. So um, yeah. a really good move by the Chiefs to have a uh, snitch-focused offense. I found that to be a great move by Andy Reid. And ultimately, um, it was just a, a great game to witness, a historic event to be sure. Historic, yeah. So uh, um, now that um, we've discussed the football game about as much as I can handle because I don't actually know anything about sports, <laughs> and surprisingly I knew the name of one head coach, um, welcome that to Not All Bad. Uh, typically um, the way the show works is that Paul and I are, are going to um, discuss uh, something that's kind of made us upset lately, and uh, then uh, you have the option to, as a listener, send us topics via email and we'll read them aloud on the show as we get them um, and, and, and complain about them alongside you. And uh, we conclude the show by talking about something that's made us a little bit happier recently rather than upset, just to end on a, on a positive note. Uh, before we get into it, I do have uh, um, something I'd like to bring up as, as we've kind of uh, introduced a new segment recently. Um, I don't, we need a catchy name or kind of an intro jingle for it mm. or something eventually, but um, the vanity plate discussion. We've discovered, I discovered uh, since the last episode, a couple uh, additional vanity plates uh, that I like to bring to everyone's attention. First of all, last weekend, last Saturday, I came across Osoperf, uh, O-H-S-O-P-E-R-F. Um, what, what, uh, what vehicle do you think this was attached to, Paul? If you had to wager a guess. What what immediately flashed into my brain, so I'll just go with this gut reaction, 
<clears throat> was almost like a pink Corvette. It was a um, gigantic Dually F two fifty. I somehow knew it was going to be that, even though I guessed the opposite. With, That's with a amazing. custom, a custom trim job. Um, <laughs> so there was Oso Perf, and then there was another big truck. I believe it was a a black Dodge. Um, I can't really remember, but the license plate uh, C L Y D S D L, which phonetically comes out to Clydesdale. I, I'm a guessing. So um, I think we've got a. I think we have a horse girl on our hands. Can you spell that out one more time? My brain is too slow to follow. C L Y D S D L. Yeah, I got nothing. Yeah, you're, I guess Clyde's. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> um, so I think we have some horse girl energy behind that one. I, we've never actually. It's, I'm having such a hard time. I ca- I want to constantly revert back to my sports center voice. I'm gonna <laughs> have that. I'm gonna have to fight that or this whole podcast. But, um, I think I think we ought to eventually explore the concept of horse girls on the show because I feel like I could come up with a lot to say about them. Yeah. I don't know if now's the time. Probably not. But I, that's why I'm not saying much. I mean, because I, if I do have anything to say, I imagine I should save it for when we do a, a big old horse girl blowout or whatever. But I don't want to like. I don't want to antagonize horse girls as as with the full force of a negative rant. I don't want to come on the show and be like, you know what? I can't stand. You ever met a horse girl? Like, I don't want that energy upon me because I feel like it's kind of a similar vein, um, but maybe a little bit underrepresented as. For example, K-pop stands. Like, you don't want to come on here and talk shit about K-pop or else we'll be canceled and ruined, yeah. just absolutely buried in responses on Twitter. We may not have much of an audience now, but it, our audience bec- would become huge and completely hating us if if we talked bad about K-pop. I think while we're here, I'm just going to get into it. I'm going to say the quantity of horse girls on Tinder, <laughs> on Hinge, on any dating app Bumble is astronomical. I thought everybody grew out of that phase after like the third or fourth grade. <laughs> I I don't know if I know a horse girl in person. Are are these are you specifically saying horse girls who go the whole way to like actually riding horses or just are obsessed with horses? Let me just let me just I guess maybe I don't know if horse girl is a common terminology used out in the world. But you know the the energy, the personality of that one girl in like your first grade class that was obsessed with horses? And had like horse stickers on her binders and oh, yeah. um, like kind of like pranced around like a horse at recess. Oh, yeah. And she, you know, okay, you know, the um, this is going to be kind of a throwback. I don't know how to describe it. Um, I'm way out of my lane here. But those, those hair ties that girls used to have when we were really young that were like two balls attached by an elastic band. And they two yeah. two plastic spheres, and they kind of wrap their ponytails up in those. That's a very mm-hmm. horse girl look. Um, uh, rhinestone jeans, very horse girl look. Um, and I guess props to them for chasing their dreams, but I feel like every elementary school has a horse girl, at least one. And it seems like that math checks out in the sense that if every elementary school in America, or at least in Texas, has at least one horse girl per class, that that comes out to working out on the math, on the dating apps, because and good for them, because it appears that they've all been able to chase their dreams, and they're all like equine vets, or horse trainers, or mm-hmm. some sort of like professional steeplechase runners or something. I didn't know there was such a market for the horse career field as I've seen on, on these people that I've encountered on dating apps. It's, it's, it's insane. Um, and uh, I, I, like someone who's driving around with a Clydesdale license plate has to be one of those people, right? Yeah, yeah. My first kiss was a horse girl. Really? Uh, spin the I- bottle in eighth grade. Are are you making this up? Because this almost sounds like a not real story. No, no, it's real. My my, <laughs> I won't say her name on the show, but uh, I was uh, with some friends in eighth grade. This was, um, I think, the summer between eighth and ninth grade, and I went over to uh, this girl named Emma's house, who eventually became my first girlfriend, and uh, we played spin the bottle under her jungle gym in the backyard, and. Uh, 
I, I, I landed on a girl named Megan, not Emma. And uh, Megan was a horse girl, perhaps still is a horse girl. And, uh, she was my first kiss. And I, I'm sure Emma was upset because uh, in a few weeks we would start dating. Um, <laughs> but at the time we were seeing, I was single and, uh, I, I kissed Megan. That was my, she was my first kiss. It was a horse girl. So that's the legacy. Maybe, maybe, maybe like Bumble or Hinge knows that. And that's why I'm constantly getting horse girl recommendations on these apps. I'm not interested I, anymore. Maybe that was a phase. Maybe they see you just linger on those profiles, just living through your memories. And they're, like, <laughs> he, they're like, there seems like there's something here. Let's just keep throwing more of these profiles at them. No, and for the record, I wasn't doubting that you could pull a horse girl when I say it sounds <laughs> fake. It's more that I uh, I didn't know people actually played spin the bottle. Uh, that was my first and last time, except for uh, <laughs> last week I played it. Not, could you imagine? I really? Wish. That'd be great. Just alone at home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Guess it's me in the pillow again. <laughs> no, I uh, yeah, I, that that's my horse girl personal experience. Which, by the way, now that we're I mean we're fully ingrained in the horse girl topic. Uh, do you know what a horseback rider looks like? Like the helmet they wear? Yeah. Wearing a helmet, I'll take the stance boldly on the show here. Wearing a helmet is never cool. It really is never cool. I'm not saying you shouldn't do it. I'm not saying you shouldn't do it. I'm just saying it's cooler to not wear one than it is to wear one. Um, mm-hmm. But let's look at like construction. It's a pretty good looking helmet. Like manual, like uh, oil field. It's a good looking helmet. Um, skateboarding is a fairly cool helmet. Um mm-hmm. Bicycling is like a terrible helmet. Looks really stupid. Honestly, Snow- the worst. <laughs> yeah, snowboarding's a cool helmet. But I'm making mm-hmm. the case here that only the only thing worse than bicycling, the only lamer helmet, is a horseback riding helmet. Mm. Looks very stupid to me. Unless you're a jockey on a horse race, which you got the color coordination going for you in that in that respect, mm-hmm. then it's a good helmet. But I think a, just like your standard horseback riding um kind of agility course uh hurdle jumping horseback riding helmet really lame really not a cool helmet mm-hmm. yeah i the, the only thing i remember I, I can see those helmets in my head but also i just know that the, really the only time i've ridden horses at, is at camp and they always yeah. had you put on coffee filters inside the helmet and that also always felt really lame maybe it was okay, like a okay, light thing um but like they would have you put the, these gigantic coffee filters into the helmet, and somehow that took like an already like hmm, like I don't know about this helmet to like oh cool I'm wearing a coffee filter as like a little hat. Uh, <laughs> Which lame. who has who hasn't done that? I've pulled that goof <laughs> plenty of times. A little coffee yamaka. I know that game. <laughs> um, no, I that that I've never heard of that. Maybe it's maybe it's some sort of like body odor thing too. Yeah, I, I imagine it's probably just a uh, some sort of sanitation issue. Um, I um, I think I'm gonna have to retract my prior statement and say that motocross helmets are pretty much invariably badass. That's a cool look. Is a motocross <laughs> helmet, or like a space helmet, or an army helmet? Those are there are cool helmets out there. I guess horse helmet is not one of them. That's the important part. <laughs> I'm looking at them now. Yeah, they're not. Yeah, I'm with you on that. They're clunky and they're just they're just like a half dome. There's no aerodynamics to them. <laughs> I, I am pleased to say that when I looked up horse helmet, there are some helmets on horses, and, th- and those are kind of fun. <laughs> Try Googling horse girl. What do you get if you Google horse girl? Let me see. Horse girl. Um, it brings up a movie that I think came out kind of recently. Oh, yeah. Called Horse Girl. Um. It shows a lot of awkward-looking teenagers with their horses. It came out exactly um, a year ago today. Exactly. The horse girl movie. Well, yeah, it's, tomo- it's, um, yesterday, if you're listening to this on the time we, re- we released this. But on the day we're recording this, exactly a year ago today. Interesting. Um, starring Allison Brie. Yeah, she is very attractive. She is. I, this movie, she's looking a little rough. Yeah, I, and I don't. I don't mean that in terms of like, oh, she's ugly. I mean like her character is like. She's intentionally made to look distressed. <laughs> yeah, it's more like it looks like it's a horror movie, actually. <laughs> um, but I yeah. don't really know. Um, but um, anyways. Oh, she's. I found a trailer where she's drooling all over the pillow. It's pretty gross. 
I thought you said it was unattractive. Sounds like <laughs> <to> me. <laughs> oh, I found a, okay. I'm willing to get off. This. I found a very good picture of her on the red carpet, so I'm willing to get off this topic now. <laughs> um, I can't believe this movie was so popular. That it's utterly dominating. Oh, here we go. Heelsdownmag.com, an article uh, from almost exactly two years ago titled, Yeah, Okay, So I'm a Weird Horse Girl. <laughs> so everyone has likely seen the weird horse girl memes and articles on the internet. The world has branded horse people as a breed of weirdos. And I, I like the horse people, the, uh, I should be using horse people. That's a more inclusive terminology. So yeah, I, 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 um, I'm sorry that I've been saying horse girls exclusively because you, it doesn't matter what, what, where you fall on the gender spectrum. You could be a horse person. Yeah. Um, I'm, uh, well, I'd like to read the rest of this article, but there's a massive saddle advertisement right in the middle of the webpage that I have to scroll all the way through. I can't wait for your rant in two weeks about how many horse advertisements you've gotten. I've jousted with my. I'm on. Don't worry. I'm on incognito mode. <laughs> Make no mistake. I'm not Googling <laughs> oh, you're horse girl. Than me. Yeah. <laughs> this is hilarious. This article I recommend that everyone read. Um, yeah, okay, so I'm a weird horse girl on heelsdownmag.com. <laughs> this is very insightful. A lot of photos, actually. This is an extraordinarily long article. I'm gonna, I'll, I'll, I'll spoil the conclusion here. My mantra is to go weird or go home. My freak flag flies high and waves violently. Basically, I'm a walking, shameless, disgraceful weirdo who happens to be in the horse world, and I'm totally okay with that. Signed, Megan. The girl that Zach kissed in eighth grade? What? <laughs> what a shocking revelation. <laughs> I, I, I like to think that maybe your kiss actually sent her down this path. Uh, that like I started? Not, no, no. She was a horse girl way before my kiss influenced but, her. But maybe emboldened her to, to not just be one, but to make it a, an identity that she would write about in an article years later. Well, if I can get kissed by a non-horse boy... What's stopping me? Maybe I'll just let my freak flag fly. <laughs> All right, now I feel comfortable that we've wasted enough time in the intro because I thought the Super Bowl goof didn't last long enough. So I feel. Don't you, I feel, mean, don't you mean the big game goof? <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. Don't want uh, our lawyers to get mad at us this time. <laughs> the FCC is going to be really on my ass for that one. <laughs> I don't even understand how you can, like. I believe that's true, but there's something weird about, like, why... No no one's, like, mad about other sport games. They're like, don't call it the Olympics. Like, it's it's called the big event. Like, yeah, I don't right. Know, just, like, why is the Super Bowl something it's so special that you can't talk about it? The World Series, you mean baseball's finest hour? Isn't that what you mean? <laughs> yeah, like, I don't, I don't understand it either. Because <laughs> it really I, think makes the, I think the Super Bowl is technically, um, like, the... It's, it's, like, the World Championship or something. It's called. It's. It has a, an official name that's not the Super Bowl, I think. So is the Super Bowl just like somehow the branding or something? Is that what you're saying? Uh, yeah, it's got to be trademarked or something. But I, I just, I don't know. Like, it, it feels on par with being like, like, oh man, you should like eat this with your Disney movies. It's like, no, no, no. Don't you mean you're like classic family animation movies. right you can't you can't call it disney like it it feels like it's free advertising like i, I don't i don't really i don't really follow <laughs> so i i was thinking of uh i was thinking of um because previously it was just the um american football league national football league championship game mm-hmm. um so that that's where i'm getting the world championship from once they once the leagues merge to the nfl oh okay. um so I, I, my my uh, my information's been outdated since 1967, but uh, <laughs> wow, <laughs> that's why I was thinking world championship. No, it's called the Super Bowl. But um, let's see, uh, Wikipedia says um, the NFL restricts the use of its Super Bowl trademark, and it is frequently referred to as the Big Game by and other generic terms by non-sponsored corporations. So yeah, um, apparently it is it is trademarked. There's a whole article about it on Wikipedia That's that I'm wild. sure is not very interesting. You also can't say uh, Super Sunday, apparently, is trademarked, um, which is extremely stupid and ridiculous. In <laughs> 2006, ridiculous. the NFL was like, I see your loophole. We're going to trademark the big game, too, which is absolute bullshit. 
um, it failed. They retracted. Good. That's ridiculous. That is so. <laughs> that's that reminds me of the Fine Bros trying to like. This is such an internet stupid ass deep cut. But when they tried to uh, uh, trademark React channels or copyright or whatever, remember that. The word I react. Don't, actually. Okay, well then it's not. That's interesting. ridiculous. <laughs> that was one of those things that you heard about on the internet in like 2012, and you're like, "Oh my god, what?" And then immediately within four months, it became old news. Mm-hmm. What do, I'm gonna? This is worthless. It's not worth talking about. Um, I think it's. Is it my turn to begin? I think it's my turn to start. I think. I think it is your turn. Which makes you feel good about wasting all that time that we did because I don't know how long this. I don't know how much mileage we're gonna get out get out of this one. Um. I wanted to talk today about something that may be beating a dead horse um, amongst everybody and and is not necessarily a new concept, but um, bank holidays. <laughs> banks can banks for some reason can take off whenever whatever day of the year they feel comfortable taking off. It's like ancient Rome where I guess there's no joke here it's just a historical fact that ancient rome had a lot of holidays they, they took advantage of a lot of holidays and festivals and um things like that for all the various gods really i, I thought i had a i could come in with something funnier and pithier but all i could say is just ancient rome had a lot of holidays and that's how banks operate um i feel like with with a bank with a bank they take off everything from christmas day to national talk like a pirate day and everything in between like there's no no matter how inconsequential, like oh, it's the feast day of Saint Bartholomew. As if it's like thirteen hundred, they can still take that off. I there, there's no rhyme or reason. Um, I want to know what is so goddamn difficult about running a bank that you need this many breaks in the year. Mm-hmm. And and not only that, I mean, so yes, they they get off like Columbus Day or Indigenous Peoples Day or. Um, you know, Christmas Eve and Christmas, obviously, Thanksgiving, Black Friday, all the obvious ones. Um, Martin Luther King Jr. Day, I'm sure they get off. All, all these holidays that most people don't get um, as well. And not only that, they have the audacity to work the hours of like 9.30 yeah. to 2, Monday through that, Thursday. <laughs> I think that's – I was about to bring that up. I think that's – I mean the holidays thing is awful. Don't get me wrong. But that's something I've never understood is like – Money issues are like frequently ones that need to be resolved quickly. Yeah, and it it is never made sense that banks are have the audacity to be like, like I hope that you don't work because <laughs> uh, you can't come because um, when I've worked like nine to five type jobs, it's infuriating that I have to like go over my lunch or something, and even then like hope I get back in time or something that like it's it's not like they're ever in a hurry once you're there either. I don't know. Yeah. It's just like. For something that is a service that essential, you would think there would be incentive for them to be like, oh, we're open for you to make... Like, I understand maybe not, like, the financial advisors, but, like, like because that's not time-sensitive, maybe, but, like, or whatever you call them, the people who have to, to do more with investments. But, the but like, if you're having to do stuff with your own account, like depositing, withdrawing, you would think that they the could tellers. just have someone there. for Yeah, yeah the tellers. Why, why, can't, why can't you have a shift from, like... Hell, even just five to eight, like five p.m. to eight p.m., like that would yeah. be so helpful. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't get what's so so tricky about running a bank. Why do banks get the exception? Uh, they're not. I mean, what what is so special about a bank? I just don't. What, there's nothing. It's just another service. It's another business. I don't. What is makes them so exclusive? Is this some sort of historical thing that that has caused this exemption? I don't get it. I don't get it either. I'm also want to make it clear here that I'm not advocating for banks to work more or to get less time off. I'm saying that all of us need to be on that bank schedule. <laughs> we deserve we deserve those days off too. Yeah. There's a talking point that gets that gets brought up a lot. I have no reason to believe it's true. I have no reason to believe it's false. But you hear a lot of times people say like, "Oh, the um like medieval farmer had more free time than the modern worker because they had all these days off. You know, it was a lot bigger of a deal to some saint. You can't work on the day they were born or canonized or whatever and shit like that. And plus, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if any of that's true and I'm not going to do the math to figure it out. Or I'm not going to do any research at all. Cause I think medieval shit is boring. I think the rest of human <laughs> history I'm obsessed with and medieval shit, middle ages. I just couldn't care less about, but, um, 
it's kind of an interesting concept. I feel like if you're going to make that point, if you're some historian or some commenter on Reddit or whoever I've ever heard that from, whether it was from a legit source or not, because I can't remember, if you're going to make the point that, oh, the medieval serf had more free time than the average person today, um, maybe exclude bankers from that average and we'll see how <laughs> things change because they're dragging the rest of us way down on that average. They got They have so much free time, I feel like. And What's interesting, too, is that have you ever heard of investment banking as a career? Yeah. I don't know what that is or what it means, but investment bankers work like 100 hours their first few years out of college. Really? Um, 100 hours a week, I should say. Yeah, I figure that's what you're saying. Um, which is ridiculous and insane. Maybe if you let some other people work, I don't know, every Friday instead of every Monday to Thursday, maybe the investment bankers can work a little bit less. I don't know what investment banking is. I don't care. I don't want anyone to tell me. I'd rather live in ignorance. But why is one half of the banking industry working themselves to death, getting chewed up and spit out by an industry that forces them to work a triple-digit number of hours in a week? And then, meanwhile, the other half, which is doing it right. Again, this is not an insult against anyone in the banking industry one way or the other. But the other half gets to you know take a two-and-a-half-hour lunch on Tuesday and then leave work at 3.30. I like how every time I bring it up, I'm going to make their work days smaller and smaller. I'm just going <laughs> to continually exagger- over-exaggerating. But what, it seems imbalanced, um, and I don't really understand why it's working out that way. But um, I'm not, I, I, I think that we should start a, a conscious effort as a community to push for banking hours for everybody. Mm-hmm. You know what's even funny about the banks is I feel like I feel like even their software uh, takes time off in terms of like when you d- deposit a check, uh, mo- like on your mobile phone. God, yeah, right. Mobile phone, like an old man. Uh, <clears throat> but when you like deposit a check, they're like, "Oh, like it's like too late. It's gonna take a few business days for this to go in." It's like, "What do you What do you mean? This is software. You can, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't have true. to give it. T- your servers don't take the night off. Like I don't." So like your transaction will be completed tomorrow. Does somebody have to review that? I guess I don't know. <laughs> I'll tell you what I know for a fact they don't because one time at my old job the checks got printed on the wrong date. Like it was a date in the future that like could not be uh, deposited. I went into my bank. It was like, hey, I need to get this check like canceled because it like it was printed incorrectly, and they were like, "There's nothing we can do. The system will probably just like." spit it out like when it gets to it tomorrow and it didn't it put the money in my account I was like all right what is what is the computer even checking I, I yeah because like the check was like like there was things like on it that should have flagged as like suspicious <laughs> like because it was printed wrong by my company right, by right, right. <laughs> sorry the uh, sorry the server um can't work today it's actually its birthday so it took it off <laughs> Like they they program the uh, hatred of a, a full workday into their computer software as well. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, uh, the 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 uh, server is actually currently in Cancun. So uh, when it gets back <laughs> on Wednesday, we'll uh, we'll process your transaction. I googled investment banking. Um, so if yeah. if there was a if 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 the listeners at home uh, noticed kind of an awkward cut. It's because I um, Googled investment banking to find the definition of it to talk about on the show, and I accidentally fell asleep for 35 minutes, one sentence in, so I had to cut all that out. Um, I, can't, I can't goof on investment banking anymore, other than I know um, out of college you work a, a ridiculous amount of money, and it apparently pays very well too. So if you're willing to completely sacrifice your life so you can prop up every other banker in America and their shitty schedule... <laughs> then uh, there's a career for you in exchange for money, a good pay, a good, uh, a good, uh, a good income. Anyway, I, I haven't even had to go to the bank in months since I bought the house, um, so I haven't really encountered it recently. But it was on my list, and I thought, um, I, I suppose I could talk about that today. So here I am talking about <laughs> it, and uh, I don't have too much more to Glad add. Glad you did. <laughs> it needs to be said. I'm sure it's been said by 600 other people this week alone. But uh, it needed to be said. Yeah, it did. I'm, <laughs> I'm glad you did. Um, so with that, Zach, is it going to? Does that make it my uh, my turn? Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Well, today my topic is basically f- sea turtles uh, because <laughs> I don't understand why I can't use a plastic straw. Um, okay. 
<laughs> to be clear, that's mostly a joke, and I'm actually going to get to my point that I don't understand why me using a straw has to affect the sea turtle, because it just doesn't add up to me, is actually basically what I'm getting at. So at some point, so the tr truthfully, there, there is some, some context for if somehow some of you just don't, I don't know, follow along anything. Uh, <laughs> there's been some debate about whether we should if keep using idiot. plastic straws at places. And, and I, there, there are two dimensions to it. One of them is we need to reduce plastic use and like ideally get rid of single use plastics and that I can get behind. I have no issue with that. However, in an effort to make the everyday user feel guilty, they have added the secondary theme, which is look at these sea turtles with straws stuck in their noses. Don't you feel awful? <laughs> and I'm going to take a moment to say that that is bullshit because I want you to explain to me step by step how the straw that I used in, in like Kansas <laughs> that I yeah. threw away in the appropriate receptacle is making it all the way to the ocean <laughs> into some turtle's nose. <laughs> That's what I, I don't understand. Like it, I don't understand how compared to any other plastic or any trash at all. Like I, so I'm sure saying, I throw away plenty of things that would hurt a sea turtle. So go ahead. You're saying they should ban straws everywhere that's like bordering a body of water. But other than that, like all the <laughs> well, landlocked okay. states. Here's what I'm I I understand. So let's say you've got a Starbucks hut that's on the beach for some reason. And and at some point they just realize, all right, our customers don't know how to behave. Every time they're done with their straw, they're like, I f***ing hate turtles, and they throw in the ocean. That you what you've lost your straw privileges. I get that. <laughs> that makes a little bit of sense because it makes sense that somehow this like whether it's a Starbucks or whatever. Um, We've noticed a four thousand percent uptick in squirrel straw related. Uh, sorry, squirrel turtle straw related fatalities in this particular area with this big beach hut straw Starbucks. So maybe we gotta. <laughs> We gotta reform something. See, see, that's the thing. I get like maybe if if it's on a beach, somehow just people don't know how to act, so they lose their straw privileges. I get that, but I am I am in Fort Worth, Texas. I am. I don't know. I, I would have to drive like six hours to get to the nearest beach, probably. And I think it'd be it more just, than that. Yeah, no, it's, maybe it's a six while. Hours. Six hours might be I right. I, my my base point is that I think Houston's like five hours away, so I think no, you, like, you're right. You're I, I don't know something yeah. like that, but that's like the nearest beach, and I just don't understand how I, a a simple man in Fort Worth, Texas, throw away my plastic appropriately, or heck, even if I put it on the street. Tell me who's picking <laughs> that up and being like, I'm gonna ruin a sea turtle's day. I don't. Who is collecting? Who's going through Starbucks <laughs> trash? They're like breaking into their dumpster and they're finding all the straws. Got a handful and they just drive as quickly as they can to the beach to throw them in the water. Oh, what a I, good bounty today! I can't wait to ruin all the sea life. Only six <laughs> hours to drive for my personal <laughs> fetish of ruining sea life. A good haul today on straws. <laughs> I just it, it, there. This is a more complex issue than people want to make it. Also, because especially at some places like Starbucks, like the new lids that they made that don't require straws, actually is like just as much plastic as before. So we're not even saving plastic. We're just making right. ourselves feel better about like. That's why I always have heard is like the sea turtles. I just don't understand. Maybe sea turtles should just not be so dumb and sniff up these straws. Uh, that maybe that could help them out a little bit too. Um, but I just don't understand <laughs> how these are getting in their noses from Fort Worth, Texas. It's because of all the coke they do. Sea turtles are notorious for uh, for doing lines of coke, so they uh, they constantly are. Usually, I mean, that's why you'll see like if you get a little bit, you know, a lot of times the sea turtle pictures that you see are from. Um, lesser privileged beaches, but if you go down to kind of more like, uh, let's say Miami Beach, for example, where there's a lot of um, wealth flowing to and from the ocean to get um, to prop up the lifestyle of the sea turtles there, um, you'll notice that they, instead of straws, get uh, $100 bills stuck in their nostrils. <laughs> so it's just more of a it's more of a drug related issue than anything. Honestly, I think we got to stop at, start at the uh, start at the uh, the base of our community and and try to tackle that issue before we even get into plastic straws. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, you may have even noticed years ago there was a like a story um, coming across the the news 
that like there was a sea troll that had like a cocaine shipment that was dropped that it was dragging. <laughs> like I'm not trying to bring up yes. basic memes on here, but it's not even that far off that they would uh, be doing drugs because they've been caught with them before. He was just a very good um, liar, and he he was able to kind of shift the blame a little bit. That he was just well, he's the kind of thing where you get, you know, you know when you get pulled over. And you have like just an enormous amount of cocaine in your glove box, <laughs> all you, the time. <laughs> and you're just like, oh, I don't know, I didn't, I didn't know how they got there. I was just holding it for a friend. Like, but and you, we've all gotten out of charges that way. Um, I think that's what that sea, sea turtle was doing. He's like, oh, I, I didn't that. You mean that's cook? That's what cocaine is? When he's just like an international drug trafficker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The <laughs> that's what the sea turtles in Finding Nemo were doing. That's why they were taking the that current. Uh, where that Marlin, the dad of Nemo and Dory, had to take you know the chill sea turtles. Oh yeah, Nemo. Yeah, I, I, I remember just them. Drug mules. <laughs> I believe it honestly. Um, you know what yeah, we should I, do? What is we should? Um, so I'm okay with I'm okay with removing plastic straws only under the condition that we bring back the plastic rings that soda cans and beer cans used to be <laughs> held in because those I feel like where, where plastic straws are typically the bane of sea turtles, uh, drink rings are the bane of seagulls and seagulls mm-hmm. deserve to die. And I think, <laughs> I think it would be a good move to bring those back and kill as many seagulls as we can, can mm, for extermination right. purposes and then in exchange, we'll prop up the sea turtle population with the straw with removing straws. Yeah. I'm okay with that exchange. Yeah, that makes much more sense. I mean, all all I know in general, even with those rings, is like <laughs> there's one of two things happening. Either it's literally just that people who live on the coast are shitty people, <laughs> and I'm I'm willing to subscribe to that. Yeah, true. I'll uh, buy it. Or for some reason, the government is putting landfills in the ocean, and then stuff is leaking out. Again, I don't really blame me in that situation. That just sounds like we have, like, eco-terrorist government officials, then. Because that's terrible. That's terrible, but, like, I didn't tell them to put... I don't know. Landfills are a weird necessity, because, obviously, we produce lots of trash. But I, yeah. I just don't understand... And obviously, there's I'm I it's a I don't understand what's even going on with them, but I just still don't understand how like those plastic rings even like how are they? If I throw one away here, are people specifically putting them near the ocean and like <laughs> uh, oh that might fall in and a bird might try to eat it? Like I don't <laughs> I really don't get it. <laughs> I wonder how, how does a bird get that around its neck? Because birds usually they in the sky and usually trash yeah. ain't in the sky. <laughs> There's some pretty dumb birds, I guess. <laughs> I don't really. Yeah, know. Sea- seagulls are dumb. That's why they deserve to be exterminated. That's why I'm okay with the loss of seagulls. Um, I think if we wanted to really help the sea turtle population, the easiest way would be to correct the fact that they lay their eggs on the beach and then force their babies to walk barely out of the egg. For a long way, we've all seen the nature documentaries where yeah. like a hundred eggs will be hatched at sea turtle hatching season and we'll have to go across the entire beach with their like little two inch bodies and they'll get just constantly get picked off by birds and they'll just yeah. die on the way. And it's the most, it's always invariably the saddest part of every nature documentary. And I just have images of sea turtles crawling to the ocean, just burned into my skull. And I want to say that they lit- like literally like one out of a hundred survive. Right, it's insane. If you want to fix the sea turtle problem and allow them to live long and prosperous lives, do something about their birth situation first. Then we can tackle <laughs> pr- plastic straws. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe, and maybe, maybe the the predators who are specifically eating them. Maybe we can make them feel bad about that. And seagulls, stop doing seagulls, that. yeah. For sure. It probably is. Maybe we should be trying. We should be rewarding people for killing seagulls. I, um, I that's why I'm, I'm totally. It's a. It's open season on seagulls. <laughs> they deserve to die. Also, the paper straws that plastic straws are replaced with are just garbage. garbage. Man, they're absolutely they're so garbage. bad. <laughs> I'd rather. I'd rather just not have a straw for one. Obviously. Yeah. But I'm trying to think of some sort of situation which would be really inconvenient, but it's better than having a paper straw. 
I'd rather have to. I'd rather have to lick my beverage out of a bowl like a cat than have a paper straw in a cup. <laughs> There's and there the issue also is it'll be a paper straw that is matched with some like something that res- resembles plastic, but like the lid isn't actually plastic. Right, and it's much more rigid. So you've got this rigid like fake plastic that doesn't really give and then you're trying to stab a, a paper straw into it and it's just like ripping the paper straws you're tr- and like smashing it in as you're trying to put it in it's, it's ridiculous so bad yeah and you bet you better finish that drink within five minutes or that right. paper straw is just gonna get soggy and get get guzzling you better get guzzling <laughs> which by the way i want a shirt that says like get guzzling on the front tm monster <laughs> energy that's <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Get, get guzzling. Brought to you by the not all bad energy drink. <laughs> now with 100% more cocaine for sea turtles. <laughs> um, I, I was going to say I don't have anything more to say about it, but it wasn't even my topic. I, just, <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't need anything more to say. It's not about what I have to say. Yeah, it sure isn't. But I, I also, I'm also done. I... Uh, if anyone wants to write in and tell me why, if anyone understands like our, our garbage system well enough to tell me <laughs> why my use of single-use straws is hurting sea turtles, I would love an explanation and maybe an explanation of who I should blame because I promise you it's not me. Like I could, <laughs> I could be, I could be burying my all my plastic in the backyard, and sure, that's awful for the environment. Those aren't. Uh, decomposing anytime soon but sure as hell isn't hurting a sea turtle so i don't (laughs) i just don't understand i was gonna say this is gonna be one of those situations where we came in here so hot like i hate sea turtles they can all die and then like when we had the discussion where i was like yeah why are school zones real we should just run over every child on in america and kill them all and people like oh i don't that i don't know if you should have said that like maybe we should be clear and say that this doesn't necessarily reflect how we feel about sea turtles in real life i think they're adorable i'm sure paul agrees i don't want to hear it i don't want to hear i don't want to hear any criticism of our point of points of view here we just want to be loud and opinionated without consequences is that so much to ask right exactly Uh. um Welcome to uh, one of the newer segments, much like the license plates. Um, it's the Hustle Corner, brought to you by 10 Times Secrets, your number one source for business tips on Instagram. Get 10 times out of your life. <laughs> uh, so I found a few more posts in the ensuing uh, two, the previous two weeks, um, and i just like to call attention uh, some business advice for everybody. So um, I've got a picture here of Jonah Hill with some fashionable glasses. Most of your adult problems can be avoided if you regularly work out, get a second income, eat real food, find three real friends, live below your means, do what you love for work, don't have kids with the wrong person. Yeah, no goddamn shit does that make life easier. If you have two sources of income, have a job that you love, have friends, eat healthy, work out, live cheaply, and don't have children with a person you don't like. Thanks, Jonah Hill. I think I can figure that one out on my own. (laughs) This one I found that was... um, By the way, these are... Sorry, go ahead. Just as a a note, I always find it hilarious when like... The like the the advice from that is just a vague. Have you considered spending less money? Exactly. Like, That's exactly what I'm talking about. Yes. <laughs> it's like, well, no shit. Like, like, P- there's some little amount of truth, but like, to to like, for example, I I don't need to eat out as often. I can save a little bit of money, but also like, my life isn't going to be dramatically improved. Like, I don't know. Just <laughs> it, the, the advice be like, have you thought about spending less money? Like it's like, huh? Here it the, never occurred to me. Yeah. Here, here are the keys to being rich. Number one, don't spend a lot. Number two, earn a lot of money. It's that easy. Like that's what all these are. Here's one that says, by the way, these are not all from 10 time secrets anymore because now that's all I get recommended, <laughs> recommended on Instagram is just business <laughs> Instagrams. So this one is from Business Unions, How the Rich Live Their Life. And there is used incorrectly. It's the wrong there, uh, <laughs> T-H-E-R-E. Of and course. this one I wanted to talk about because it's indecipherable. How the Rich Live Their Life. Stocks 
has an arrow that points to cars. Real estate has an arrow that points to villa. Uh, I don't know how to say I mean, I know it's via in Spanish, but I don't know how to say it in English. Is it still via or is it villa? V-I-L-L-A. I've never figured that out. I feel I have, like I have a villa, villa in Santa I Monica, villa. I guess. I think. Okay. I think it's so Philip. I don't real know. estate, arrow pointing to villa. Business, arrow pointing to vacations. So how the rich live their life, business to vacations. What the f*** does that – what even, like, in Christ's name is that even trying to communicate? Don't understand that at all. <laughs> Here's another similar one from our original 10 Time Secrets. Better yourself every day. Music or podcast. So – I have uh, good news for you. You're well on your way to being rich if you're hearing this right now. (laughs) Fast food or healthy food? Comedy or books? Now, that's bad because if you're listening to a comedy podcast like this one is attempting to be, then then we're back at square one. You better be listening to an informative podcast and reading a book. But if anything makes you laugh in your life, bad move. And then here's one that I've never considered. You can spend more money – or you can invest money. Good point, 10x secrets, 10 times secrets. Well said. Um, we've talked about this. I have a lot, so we're. I'm sorry. I have four yeah, more. Yeah, you're good. We've talked about this before. I think the million dollar morning, wake up, exercise, shower, read, yeah. breakfast, work. That's from 5 a.m. to 7.30 p.m. Uh, 7.30 a.m. What I find so funny about this one, and I, I didn't mention it the first time we talked about it, is that um, you read from 6.30 to 7, and then breakfast is from 7 to 7.30. But if you're constantly instructed to eat healthy, and your breakfast is only 30 minutes long, I don't know, like, you can't just, like, heat up a Jimmy Dean sausage sandwich in the microwave and call that a healthy breakfast. So you have to cook yourself, like, some sort of egg white omelet, but you have to do that in 30 minutes and eat it in 30 minutes. And it has to be nutritional, and you have to chop up vegetables and all that shit. (laughs) It's just an unrealistic, unrealistic expectation for a morning. Remember all the discussion that we've had before where all these posts are like, you can't trust your friends, you can't trust your family, you can't trust anything. (laughs) Then they come around and they have shit like this. If my friend is an accountant, that's where I'm doing my taxes. If my friend opens a bar, that's where I'm going to drink. If my friend opens a restaurant, that's where I'm going to eat. Others may have better prices, but I'm helping my friends build their businesses. We'll succeed together. Tag a friend you'll succeed with which is so contradictory to everything else because it's like here's three different ways you can spend money just for your friend. I don't care if it's more expensive. Also, here's where you go to drink alcohol, which we continually say is a bad waste of money. Mm -hmm. And then also you can't trust your friends, but make sure that you hang out with them a lot and support their businesses. (laughs) Um, And then finally I'll skip the the second last one because it's not interesting. This last one kind of sums it all up. Um, Vim, why are you so quit? What's on your mind? Which I think is a misspelling of quiet. So I'll read it again <laughs> with the correct spelling. Them. Why are you so quiet? What's on your mind? Me. It's a picture of a skull. And in the skull where the brain cavity is, is just words that say, I need to get rich. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you so quit? What's on your mind? I need to get rich. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that was the hustle corner thank you for joining me um more to follow in the future i'm sure as they continually pump out just meaningless bullshit garbage i'll continue to talk about it on the show i hope that helps somebody uh, get rich today definitely help me i, I feel richer already <laughs> so Zach, um let's i'm i'm gonna pause you really quick yeah my computer's dying it's not plugged in and that's, that's why, why you you're, stand up that's why you're up <laughs> running around the room yeah <laughs> So give me just a second. I feel like if I just turn the light and look for just a second, I should find it. And if not, we need to sprint through this last part. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like that was fine. That was. We'll, we'll do. A, we'll do a random rant. Um, yeah. Uh, this one it comes to us. For, we have to hurry. By the way, I don't know if how much of the how much I kept into the conversation Paul and I just had, but his phone is on. I'm sorry, his uh, computer is on fifteen percent. So I'm <laughs> wasting time by having this little discussion side discussion but he has to, we have to blaze through this episode before his computer dies we're, so if it ends abruptly <laughs> if it ends abruptly you know why um this one comes to us from riley who uh, thanks riley he was the winner of the five dollar competition to actually submit co- uh, content um you can have your random rant right on the show if you email us at not all bad show at gmail.com with the subject line random rant idea and that's what riley did and his seg- his uh, his suggested rant is babies on airplanes which 
to me, I don't have a super negative response to babies on airplanes because I haven't been on a flight where it's been a, a glaring issue unless yeah. maybe I was the one causing the issue and I wouldn't remember. But um, I feel like I get enough enjoyment out of everyone else's discomfort <laughs> to make my discomfort okay. And that's the case for many things I encounter in my lifetime, Yeah, to be honest. And above all else, I feel awful for the parents because it's not something yeah. you can control. Oh, I mean, yeah, yeah. Some babies are little shits. Just look at my brother. He was an awful baby. <laughs> and um, I was a perfect angel sweetheart baby. So sometimes you just end up with a good one. Sometimes the, you know, the roulette wheel turns in the wrong way and you get the shitty baby. You get a really loud baby. And I feel very bad for the parents on airplanes or in church or a similar situation where they've got a loud-ass baby and you know that everybody on the flight hates them for it and they can't do anything about it. It feels it's, – it's tough. I feel bad for them. Yeah. And I mean he did just say babies on planes. So I would even uh, add that to some extent – and, and I'm, I, I know that some people don't find – kids generally cute i am someone who falls on the side of finding like babies and toddlers cute sometimes they stare at you and make funny faces it's kind of a good time so i'm between like, the seats can, yeah they'll be like between the seats just like staring at you <laughs> and some people that make someone comfortable i just find it actually hilarious that babies are so bold that they yeah they, don't, they, <laughs> they have the audacity they, they have the audacity to stare at you and be like i'm gonna watch you and see what you do it's like, you're like, huh, like I am in some small way influencing who this child will become by how I respond to this. <laughs> I like that power. I like that level of control. <laughs> yeah. So some, sometimes if they're calm, maybe it can be a, a fun little distraction from the fact that you're in a giant metal bird floating in the sky by a miracle. Right. right. <laughs> one, thing, one thing that is kind of funny is that I feel like there's an age range where a crying baby really pisses people off. And then eventually you get to the point where... Somebody is, you know, you get to like 55 or maybe, maybe that's early, maybe retirement age, somewhere around there where some, I feel like that age range of people who have had children at least are less offended by significantly by a crying baby on an airplane. Cause you always feel like, <laughs> I remember when mine were that age. Good luck. Like, you know, like they, they kind <laughs> yeah, of get yeah, a little yeah. bit of enjoyment. Like, oh, you have to go through this same bullshit that I did. I, good. I hope you had fun raising that little shit because, boy, my kids were f***ers. Like, you kind of get that kind of get that vibe from some old people, which yeah. is just kind of funny. I kind of like that. They, they, they kind of like look in. They're like, that, that family's about to go on a journey because they, they think it's bad now. Like, <laughs> you'll wait miss till they, they start do, Wait till they start smoking reefer. <laughs> like <laughs> one one thing that I I um I find very funny about the show is that somebody can come on episode fifty eight and say like I want you guys to talk about how great buffets are. It's an unlimited source of infinite delicious food, and we're like, well, I don't know, man. Buffets kind of suck. And then somebody comes on, and they're like, hey. Um, you know what's really annoying is when babies cry really loud on a five-hour flight, and we're like, "Here's all the good things about babies crying." Like, <laughs> there's just no rules for how we respond to a topic, yeah. which makes it so fun. Yeah, it does make it fun. Um, so we're running long here, Riley. I, I appreciate the uh, submission. If you want to be like Riley and get your topic discussed on the show without any prediction on what the outcome's going to be. Uh, email us at notallbadshow at gmail.com with the subject line random rant idea. Uh, why don't you kick us off with the, with the, the positive rant, and then we'll wrap the show up once we each have a turn I going. Will. I will. Uh, <clears throat> this is kind of an update to a rant I did quite a while ago, a positive one. Okay. Uh, it would have been like fall 2018, so this is quite a while. Mm. Uh, back then, I did a positive rant on shoes and how satisfying it is to buy shoes that you like. Um, I think I talked about some Allbirds brand yeah. shoes I bought back then. It, but it was more, back then, it was more about, like, casual shoes. Um, and and so I, I recently switched jobs to a... Uh, to a, a, an office environment in which I need to be more professional looking yeah. uh, than I was at my old... Like, in my old office, I'd be, like, wearing Vans and <laughs> whatever I wanted. Yeah, I that's my current shoes. setup. I'm lucky. Um but um, at this new one, 
not that anyone told me you have to wear nice shoes, but like my first day I just looked around and studied everyone's shoes. It was like, all right, I have a range of like professionalism <laughs> that I can work with here. Yeah. I don't know if you ever do. I mean, I, <laughs> that's basically how I like judge the, like I asked about the dress code and they're like, that's like kind of business casual. I was like, I don't know what the hell that means. Uh, like, I mean, yeah, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, but you really don't like everyone right. has a different idea of what, like some people business casual is like, you're wearing a jacket, but your top buttons unbuttoned. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, right. like, right. Or some people is like, I don't know, blue jeans. Screw it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, but so I decided I needed to dress your shoes. And so I did a lot of research and I, I will say, so I didn't really have, I had like one pair of nice shoes. Before. Like when I say like, like pretty nice, um, dress shoes before this, yeah. maybe two. Uh, and I decided to go out and buy more. And I will say, I have really gotten to the point of I really love putting together an outfit. And then the like, like the last thing you add in is the shoes that go best with what you're wearing. Uh-huh. And having like a few to choose from makes that really satisfying. Like now I have some boots I can add in, and that's yeah, pretty yeah. satisfying. I have um, some dress shoes that can also be dressed down, which is I hate that I'm even saying that sentence. But like, you know. <laughs> but just my point being. Uh, a couple years ago, I told y'all that I was getting into shoes, but that was really still, like, more casual shoes. And now yeah. it's kind of like, you know, if I have to wear dress shoes, it's at least exciting that I found some shoes that I feel good in. And that, so I'm, like, actually excited to wear them. So it's it's just been kind of a fun time. I um, How's that battery life looking? We're at 9%. Okay, let's make <laughs> it quick. Um, first thing is... Um, I've gotten super into shoes since that conversation. So I buy a lot of shoes all the mm-hmm. time. Um, but only recently did I buy new dress shoes for the first time. I wore them to a wedding I was in uh, last weekend, which I'm sure, in fact, I will for a fact talk about on a later episode. And I, because I danced so much, it has been over a week. It's been eight days since the wedding. My feet are covered in painful blisters still and they're very sore in general so that wedding and those shoes really messed me up um but yeah i get the appeal of purchasing shoes i just have only very recently branched into the idea of getting new uh nice shoes i got some very nice boots that Mm -hmm. i can't wear because i got them uh last week and my feet hurt too bad to put them on (laughs) so eventually I'll, i'll give them a shot um i will say this the first thing that i notice about anyone in terms of their um, like their wardrobe, is the shoes. Anybody that mm-hmm. walks by me or walks up to me, I look at their shoes first because I just I that's how I am. I don't know what it, I just like shoes. I like seeing what people are got working with. I like to look for inspiration on what to buy next. So I get this inclination to determine like dress code mm-hmm. by shoes. I could name everybody. Maybe this goes back to me being pee shy, which I've talked about at length on the show. <laughs> I can name. I can go into the bathroom at work. And see people's shoes under the stall, and I know exactly who's pooping at that moment because I look at <laughs> shoes so often, which is embarrassing to admit. Like maybe a little bit creepy to say, but I that is how much I look at people's shoes. Um, and um, I'm happy for you, man. I I I, I love you. shoes. I love shoe shopping, so I get that. Yeah, it's it's really been something that like even just a few years ago I would have been like, all right, I have like three pairs of shoes. I have everything I need, and now it's like. I, I get weirdly – I'm kind of with you that I, I, like, look at everyone's sh- – like, obviously, I see what they're wearing in general, but I feel like I have a better idea in my head of what shoes are typical for them to wear yeah. compared to even the rest of their clothes. It's something I think about um, that – I don't know. For some reason, that really catches my eye, and I care I, – I feel weird if I'm not wearing shoes that I feel like ma- – like, because there was oh, – maybe in sure. the past, there's times where I was in a hurry, and it's like, oh, here's my running shoes. I'll just throw those on, and that just yeah, doesn't yeah. fit the outfit. It's weird how much I've come to care about that. I'll say this. Uh, since I started like caring a lot more about how I looked and my, my fashion and stuff like a bunch of loser shit like that, about a year ago, um, I'll build my outfit based on the shoe first. I start with the shoe, and hmm. I work my way up from there. Yeah, yeah. that's Because I have a lot of jeans and shirts and shit, but I only have a handful of shoes. Mm-hmm. So I got I to gotta kind of start with the shoes and see where I'm going, usually. And there's so much practicality you get out of a pair of shoes. Like, am I walking a lot? Am I not walking a lot? How fancy do I need to be? How much can I dress there, down? There's a lot of yeah. There's a lot of consideration about like what you're what you're going to be doing that day because how much you walk would affect even like some dress shoes can take lots of walking better than other ones and right or dancing in, in my yeah. case <laughs> yeah. 
Um, good topic. I like that a lot. There's a lot Thank I you. related to, and I was like, I got to get it out quick or else um, we're going <laughs> to die. We're going to have a computer die on us. Yeah. Do you, what's, what's, uh, what's your topic today, Zach? So earlier I mentioned uh, Andy Reid, head coach of the um, Kansas City Chiefs, uh, who appeared in the Super Bowl yesterday and won by fifty, almost 50,000 points, as I <laughs> predicted. Um, this is uh, Andy Reid's second Super Bowl in a row as head coach of the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, last year he was, his team was in. And I adore this man. I'm solely a Chiefs fan based on Andy Reid. Um, if you don't know who he is, um, he's a he's a kind of a big rotund guy. He's got kind of a walrus mustache going on. He's got a very much like chill uncle kind of appearance. Mm-hmm. Um, and you'll notice, Paul, um, the shirt that I'm wearing today as we record. I do. I was actually going to bring that up before we finished. Um, it's a Hawaiian shirt, and Andy Reid is notorious for wearing Hawaiian shirts. So it's become tradition to, at least when the Chiefs were playing. Uh, this is the second year in the run they have. So now I wear Hawaiian shirts to watch the Super Bowl That's in fun. support of Andy Reid, my favorite head coach. <laughs> um, he is a hilarious guy, um, but one of those people that's very funny unintentionally, which mm-hmm. uh, is one of my favorite types of humor. Um, he is constantly talking about cheeseburgers and steaks. I don't have a lot of direct quotes, but if you just look up like Andy Reid cheeseburger or Andy Reid steak, like everything for this guy in terms of sports and his team and his players, it, it, obviously he's a good coach. His team has made it to the Super Bowl twice in a row. Mm-hmm. He just talks about cheeseburgers and steaks. He relates everything <laughs> in, the, in, 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 in the form of red meat. Um, like, for example, I, I, there's a lot of excellent quotes. I didn't write them all down, but this one. That's where it comes in. You practice, you get it right. And then when you bite into it, baby, it's ecstasy right there. That's like a good play. Andy Reid talking about football, relating it to a cheeseburger. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I'm going to kind of focus a little bit less on the football stuff because that's not what I relate to as much. What I do relate to is him eating a lot of food and wearing some sick-ass shirts. Um, Doug Wood, CEO of Tommy Bahama, said, this is a direct quote, it's really been an amazing thing for us. He just kind of took over as one of our spokespeople without us knowing he was the spokesperson. <laughs> TMZ did an article on Andy Reid on how he was the biggest, most important male model for Tommy Bahama. Wow. Now, I don't know, you know, I don't know what kind of data that TMZ is capable of running to prove that point. <laughs> I'll just say that, can't, that, that TMZ did run a piece titled to some degree, Andy Reid is the best male model that Tommy Bahama has. Um, <laughs> a couple quotes by Andy Reid, just to wrap them up. Uh, in reference to Tommy Bahama Hawaiian shirts, he said, quote, you wear them and you can hide cheeseburgers underneath and no one will ever know. <laughs> what more? Like, what? I can't believe I didn't even think to talk about that on my Hawaiian shirt positive rant That's so many incredible. episodes ago. And then one final, one final quote, which um, when I saw this um, uh, quoted a while back, I think I retweeted it. Uh, upon So Patrick Mahomes, if you don't know football, is uh, the quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs, mm-hmm. um, one of the best in the league. He signed a 10-year contract to uh, stay with the Kansas City Chiefs, to stay with Andy Reid. And upon that news, when announcing that news, Andy Reid said, and I quote, I'm one happy guy. I put on my best Tommy Bahama for all of you today just to celebrate this. And that is the kind of lifestyle that you need to leave is when it's a big event, when you're here to celebrate, throw on your best Tommy Bahama. And for today, pulling out of the fiction a little bit today, we're recording this. The Super Bowl is taking place in a few hours. I've got my Tommy Bahama on. I'm ready for this game. I'm ready to have a few beers on a Sunday night. Watch Andy Reid hopefully beat the Bucks. And uh, respect to Mike Evans and Aggie. But I'm, I'm going for the Chiefs in this one just because of Andy Reid solely um, and because Mahomes carried my fantasy football team for the last two years <laughs> until I lost in the, in the playoffs. But either way, I'm here for Andy Reid. I support him. I'm very excited to have a few beers. In fact, way too many beers to be hung over for work tomorrow while wearing my Hawaiian shirt. We're on island time. Andy Reid, <laughs> I wish you the best. I hope you do catch the snitch. I hope you do win 50,000 points <laughs> in today's Super Bowl. <laughs> And that's I, what I got I, to say about Andy Reid. I, I guess I just don't follow the NFL closely enough because I didn't realize he was that much of a personality. That's really fun. I I didn't either until I started Googling uh, Andy Reid, Tommy Bahama, 
which eventually led me down the rabbit hole of Andy Reid cheeseburgers, which eventually led me down the hole of Andy Reid steak. And I had <laughs> I found so, I mean, if you really want to get some great quotes from a great man, Google those keywords and you'll find a way. I promise you that. <laughs> um, that's all we had to say. That's our show for us uh, today. So thank you for joining us. Um, on episode 59 of Not All Bad. You can find us on Spotify, iTunes, Overcast, SoundCloud, Google Play. Um, I would really encourage you to um, both let a friend know if you liked what you had, what like what you heard today. We've had a lot of people do that, which I appreciate uh, recently. Um, and also, you can find us on Twitter at Not All Bad Show. You can email us at notallbadshow at gmail.com. And if telling a friend isn't enough or it's too much, depending on your personality, Go ahead to iTunes, leave a rating and review for Not All Bad. Let us know how you feel. We'll read it aloud on the show. We haven't got one of those since April, I think. So um, keep them coming. I really appreciate when we get those reviews on iTunes. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's all I have to say. This has been episode uh, 59. I am your host on SportsCenter, Zachary Andrews. And I'm your other host, uh, Paulery Messman. <laughs> uh, dance like nobody's watching, rant like nobody's listening. We made it. The, the, the computer did not die. We've survived.